17 hours of unbelievable torment, crying out in unbearable agony, would it kill you to do one thing to please me? Huh? It looks that way, Mama. You know, ever since you got fired from that sewage plant, you've been hanging out with that bad crowd. Well, you're going to end up just like your brother, aren't you? Oh, now, Mama, come on. Leave LeVar out of this. Well, maybe they'll put you in the cell right next to him up there in Parkersville. The two of you can play on your harmonicas and bang on the bars with your tin cups. You know what? I, I don't got time for this. You have been talking to your boy. You wait and come back here. Mama, look. There's a filler station no more than two miles down this road, all right? I'm going to walk down there, and I'm going to get some gas. I'll be right back. Well, well, go and get your gas. Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll pass on right here in the middle of the road, and some big semi will just come and roll right over my head, and that'll just be the end of it. So go and get your gas. All right, Mama. All right. What is it that you want to talk about? What are you going to do with yourself, Royce? Them unemployment checks won't come forever, you know. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about your future? Huh? Life is not just about drinking and dancing and a bunch of loose women. Life is not a good time. Well, you little Boy, if you don't shut your mouth, you gon' Woo! You better straighten up and fly right or else you're gonna be dancing on a bed of hot coals. Now you better come up with a plan and come up with it quick. I got a plan. Well, what is it? What is it? Look, mama, you right, okay? Them unemployment checks ain't gonna keep coming in. I know you don't think I think about that, but I do. And when they do stop coming in, I'm going to go ahead on and find me a nice gal. A good Christian gal. Go ahead and settle on down and quit all this foolishness. Mama, I know you always wanted grandbabies. You always said that. Figure I go ahead on and have me a couple of kids. One or two of them. Just so I can get on welfare. Welfare? <laughs> okay. My good girl Loretta Divine had a man. Okay. <laughs> Welfare. Mm. Classic scene from a classic movie, one of our okay. favorites Kingdom here Come. at the Hung Up Podcast. If you don't know it by now, you haven't been listening. You must that have just tuned in. My love will never ever change. <laughs> Sing shout Jada. Out, shout out to Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> Okay. Name's still hyphenated. Come on. Okay. Shout out to them. Womenist. Okay. Having her way. Okay. Okay. And he is too. That's what I hear. I mean, that's what I heard. You heard sure. it through the grapevine. <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, where if you don't straighten up and fly right, you'll be dancing on a bed of hot coals, okay? <laughs> Low he comes. True. Mm-hmm. Okay, where you might be living proof that life is not, not a, a good, good time, time. okay? <laughs> but either way. We'll never hang up on you. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. Yeah, and it's me, Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Yeah, and you know what, Nancy Drew? While you're out there searching, you can find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. Which is nice. I noticed that we got a couple, couple of more views okay. on the Facebook page. Um yeah. Are you sure it's not the fans? Because they be watching. Or it might have been the number who scheduled a show and did a no-call, no-show. Yes. Yes. 
Where can they send their emails? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is not good. This is this is what I was talking about in the store. I knew that if we picked up a bottle of brown, I was going to start my shit. You're the one who said you wanted it. I wanted wine. Because that's what, what else I'm going to drink. Wine. Yeah, that's true. This episode was brought to you by Jim Beam Vanilla. <laughs> Okay. Not to get confused with White Walkers. Okay. But you can continue to send your emails, your love, all your check-ins, um, all your, hey guys, I just want to let y'all know what's been up with me these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Send your hate. We, hey, we love send it. it all. Oh, you want to read on it? Sure. I love a little hate mail, okay. you know. Let me turn the um, filter options off because I had blocked all that shit out of the inbox. Mm. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. That's fine. What, what kind of hate we get? I don't know. We don't want no hate. IDK it's, might be a bit yeah, It's 2019. It's, it's, it's stressful enough. Just turn on the news or go to Twitter. It's too much going on. We, we don't need no, nothing extra. Okay. But if you're feeling provoked, uh, send it to hunguppod at gmail.com. And we have a call button now on our Insta page. Hit it. Drop yes. us a message. We would really love to hear from you. And thank you guys so much for your ratings. Keep them coming. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find a man who wants to settle down with you and have a couple babies, one of them, two of them, so y'all can get on welfare. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much... Damn. Didn't he, like, he had her feeling good, he too. Not as mess. He, he had her feeling mess. good. Like, Mom, I'm going to go ahead and all settle down. Yeah, I know you want but, some grandbabies. But I knew I knew we were going down the wrong road when he said, when the unemployment checks stop coming in. <laughs> <laughs> like, Royce, you're not going to do anything so in the meantime. No. When them unemployment checks stop coming in, I'm going to go ahead on and kids. settle down. And mm. The Christian gal. Okay. okay, so you can drive her crazy too, like you drove your mama crazy. <sighs> Beware, saints. Okay, they're in the church. Men just like that. What did what did Jada say? Through all our dreams out the window. Whoosh. Okay, right down the crapper. Whoosh. Okay. Okay. I could have been married to a to Teddy the rich slocum, Teddy Wayne. <laughs> but what I do? What I do? I Listen to my, my heart. heart. It was foolish. It got married, married to, to a, a fool. fool. What? <laughs> we fall in love. I want to meet somebody named Teddy Wayne. You know there's plenty of Teddy Waynes out there. In the South with a dumb dick. Oh. <laughs> I know it. I believe it. I'm just going to claim it. All right. Watch me go down South. Watch me. Right. Okay. And be like, hey, what's your name? <laughs> Teddy, they call me Teddy Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, Teddy Wayne. <laughs> as long as you're not in a parking lot. We might be. I've been worse places. Okay. Seen different faces. Go in the archives, y'all. Listen back. Mm-hmm. He, he'll give you a little insight. <laughs> okay, remember Chipotle. Never forget Chipotle. I never did. Okay. Mercy. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We have any listener feedback? Yeah, I think we do. Give it to us. So, our first feedback letter comes from our boy EJ, friend hey. of the show. Good to hear from EJ. Always checking in. And he starts out by saying, absolutely adore y'all so much, but y'all already know that because I'm always going on about y'all. Thank, Thank you, you EJ. We love you. He goes, anyway, I'm writing to give my two cents on an episode or two that I listened to because I'm playing catch up. On the topic of unconditional love, in my opinion, I think that this all, con- I think he, what he's trying to say is that I think unconditional love will be there. And I think that's what he's trying to say. will be there and stand the test 
of life and all its components. Most of the time, you can find that kind of love in a family dynamic. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes that's the worst place. Whether it's blood family or a family you've created for yourself. Sometimes even both. Very true, EJ. I think it never fades or diminishes, but is always there even in bad times. On the topic of expectations for this new year, my own personal expectations is that I have no expectations, meaning I'm open to all possibilities, adventures, ups and downs, eye-openers that are out there for me to experience. I'm learning that for me, when I have expectations for myself and I fall short, it messes with me mentally in a somewhat negative way, and I want to cut off from the story of my life going forward. We hear you, EJ. Of course, that's not to say that I'm going through the year all willy-nilly and without focus. It means that I wake each day with the mindset of today is a new day with challenges, surprises, and has the potential to take me to a new level in some fashion. Anyway, I'm not going to make this an extended letter. I'll save that for later. As usual, I'm hung up on you guys. You guys are my favorite. And if wherever and if ever that Chicken and Hennessy goes down, that Chicken and Hennessy party gets thrown down, I'm going to be there. That'll be my vacation trip, especially since I've never been to Philly. Love you guys, EJ. Thank you so much. So shout out to EJ. Really, really dope to hear from from him. And those, you know, the new year expectations, not having no expectations for self, I can understand that. I can see how that can work for people. Especially, like, depending on where you are in life. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes that's exactly where you need to To be. be, Sure. And and so hopefully by you being in that space, EJ, you can um, connect to whatever energies you need to connect to, and you can um, gain the wisdoms and the whatever it is that you that are going to come this year to take you into next year. So yeah, shout out to EJ. Yeah, shout out, shout out. And <clears throat> did you have anything? Mm-mm. The last thing was not really listener feedback, but I wanted to um, just follow up and ask you a question that I saw on the fellowship BMEC's page. And we know that um, Sterling Grimes, who was a guest on our show just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, is a leader in this organization. And I saw them post this question on Instagram that kind of had my wheels spinning a little bit mm-hmm. and, and ended up making me feel good at the end. So I figured I would ask you, they posted, how many black male educators have you had in your life? And I wanted mm. to ask you that. When you when you think about middle school, high school, undergrad, grad, and now with your doctoral program. Oh, shoot. I was just stopping at high school. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, five? And these were like teachers? Were they counselors? Teachers. Were they mentors? Okay, I got teachers, you. Teachers. These were yeah. all professors that you had. Yeah. Got you. So teachers slash professors. But then if you count mentors and counselors, well, it doesn't make too big of a difference. I would say, well, mentors, I guess, will bump it up to, what did I say, five? Maybe ten? Okay. Mentors and counselors? So would you say having ten black male educators throughout your lifetime? Is that is that number for you satisfying? Like, do you think that that's good? Do you wish that you had more? Did you wish you had less? Did you wish you had something else? Well, I would say those were, like, my formal educators, right? So I was thinking strictly, like, teachers, mentors, and counselors, right? But then if you think, like, father figures, 
those are mm-hmm. educators as well. Agreed. I would say that I had much more, and much I think more. I'm, I'm okay. fortunate enough to. I, I, I was fortunate to have much more. Right? Yeah. So I think uncles. I think whether it be <clears throat> by blood slash marriage, I think you know men that I've gotten to know who aren't like formal, who aren't formally educating me or formally mentoring me. Um, yeah, I would say nice. it's much more. So I think I've had a satisfactory amount, which is I think why I'm who I am today. Know, yeah, right. yeah. And it makes you feel good mm-hmm. to know that you've had this black male leadership in your life. Yeah. It was necessary. It was needed. Yeah. And even the men gotcha. who were adults in my life as I was growing up who were like hating ass bitches, right? They taught me something. <laughs> so those are teachers too. It's a lesson in the haters. Mm-hmm. So I think I had a... Yeah, I <laughs> it's had a lesson a, in the hatership. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a lot of black male figures gotcha. in my life. Gotcha. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. When I first thought about the question, I also was just thinking, um, like elementary, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. and I thought of only a, only a few um, as far as teachers go. But then I really I thought a little bit more, and I said, you know what? Similar to you, I'm like, no, I've had other black male educators mm-hmm. in my life a lot more. Both of my tennis coaches, so my tennis coach in undergrad, um, I'm sorry, my tennis coach in high school and my tennis coach in undergrad were both black men. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I remember in middle school, I had a black guidance counselor who was almost like a father figure, not just to me, but to a lot of kids in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about my graduate program, I was studying higher education at the Temple University in Philadelphia. So I was surrounded by a lot of black folks. (laughs) Um, And one male in particular, uh, Dr. James Davis, who I've talked about before on this show. Um, And he'll actually come up a little bit later. But yeah, and I also, thinking about that, I, I appreciate them for posting this question because it was a moment of reflection. But once I was able to like process it, I was just like, wow. Kind of dope. Yeah, there are a lot. Like even as you're talking, I'm just thinking of like, more. Yeah, in different <laughs> facets, right? Like yeah. black men who I would interact with, like on the daily. Yeah, who weren't even like teachers, professors, blah 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 blah, but like would sit you down and have like get with you, give you like a little life life lesson. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. I think it was such a great question, and I challenge the listeners to also think about that. Mm -hmm. How many black male, for our male and female listeners, white, black, I don't care what your Mm -hmm. skin color is. I think it's a great question, you know, to to think about how many black male educators were you surrounded by? Mm -hmm. Because that quote that we posted by Sterling on our Insta page when he said, black men are good for everybody. I believe that. That shit is like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cool. That's all the feedback that I had. And I figured um, now is that time. Right? Nice, nice. We can go ahead on and settle we down. We can check in. How was your week? Oh, I was going to say settle down. Oh. Have, have me a couple kids. Oh, so you can get on welfare. Okay. <laughs> nah, we ain't doing that. We're far from that. Okay. Well, you never know. Oh. Okay. The tables can turn any day. Uh. All right. So, how was your week? I had a good week, P. Ryan. It was really, if I had to sum the week up, it was a week of really hard work and Mm self-advocating. So, I won't go too much into it, but I will say that this week I sat down 
with some key individuals at work to um, not only renegotiate my salary, but to also discuss um, a role mm-hmm. that would be ideal for me. Mm-hmm. Also to discuss like future state, like once this project is done, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And I brought my own ideas to the table. I wasn't just sitting there with my arms folded asking them to give me a solution. Yeah, I came with I've been on this project for X amount of months. This is what I've been able to deliver. Mm -hmm. This is what I feel like I can bring to this project over the next two years. And this is what I feel like I can bring to this organization once this project is finished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they went for it. And um, things are still working. Thing, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's things that still need to happen, sure, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is that the reason why I'm bringing this up as my week check-in is because myself, like a lot of, a lot of people, especially a lot of people of color, we're very um, timid. And we can be timid mm-hmm. and even like ashamed mm-hmm. to go to our bosses and ask them for a raise. When's the last time that you guys advocated for yourself at work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think a lot of us, not not all of us, mm-hmm. I, I know some folks are really strong-minded when it comes to things like this and very career-driven and, and, and things like that. Sure. But what I'm saying is that some people, I mean, you can be career-driven but still work in an environment where you don't necessarily feel comfortable advocating for yourself for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels good when you can actually do that I mean, obviously getting a positive response is what I would want, but I walked into that knowing that I may not get the response that I want, mm. but already having in mind, like, okay, what my plan B is, you know, how how would I deal with that? How would I approach that? So I'm just saying, you know, for folks who have been working hard, who have been putting in those hours at work, maybe you've been on this job for two years now, and they just giving you that two, three percent default you know, cost of living increase every year if you're getting that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you feel provoked, and we say that a lot on this show, if provoked, right? If you feel provoked, if something inside you is feeling like, yo, I should be making more. You know, you guys giving me all this work. We know that happens all the time. Sure. Giving you all this work but don't want to pay you for it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to voluntarily, voluntarily hand you a check, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got to speak up for yourself. Yeah. And I think when you speak up for yourself and you and you walk in that with as much confidence as possible, mm-hmm. because you can, you know, some, some, sometimes that can be lacking a little bit, right? But you can still fight through that, yeah. right? And come out hopefully the way that you that you want it. So that that's my check in for this week, um, because that meant a lot to me. And honestly, I cannot tell you the last time that. I asked my employer for a raise. Mm. I don't know if it has anything to do with like this place. I've only been at for about two years, but before that I was at a job for six years. Mm. I don't know why I, I definitely went for promotions and other positions Mm -hmm. at that former employer, but I don't remember actually like asking, asking like, no, in this position that I'm in right now, Mm -hmm. the work that y'all having me do now, I want to raise for this. So yeah, it was a good week. Amen. So and I go to work, y'all. Ask for a yes. raise. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> What's up with you? How are you? I'm good. I just want to say, you know, we have not because we ask not. Okay. So shout out to you for asking. Thanks. Yes. Um, I'm good. Thank uh, you. I was a little quiet today. Um, this week has been a little rough. Um, that said, I wasn't quiet because it was rough. I was quiet because I was like mad grateful and I like was literally in a space of 
extreme gratitude, yeah. almost to the point of tears. I was just getting my emotions together. Um, but when? I think earlier today when I came in here. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I remember mm-hmm. when you were like, I was quiet and yeah. I was like, wait, when? Okay, yeah, I earlier gotcha. today. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I and just, you know. And I want you to know that that's fine. Oh, I know. I will never like question you. And even if it's not if fine. If you come in here. Oh. If I'm quiet, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all heard Auntie Hume, okay? mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether it's fine. I don't ask permission to be quiet. All right. <laughs> but I guess I need to speak my truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I am. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to like, that doesn't bother me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. When folks need their time and their space. It's too much. It's too much, Muffin. <laughs> no, but what I was reflecting on in that moment of quiet, and honestly, I'm mean, like, I've never been excited. Well, I'm not gonna say that, but I'm excited to leave tonight because I really want to get into a spirit of praise. Um, we were earlier when we was getting this box. I need to like just be in my closet, <laughs> in my little closet. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that was because, the prelude. That was the. Yeah, <laughs> I think in like rough times, or even in times that like. A lot of things are like piled on you and you feel like your wig is like down the street. <laughs> You're like faced with certain life questions. And I feel like the life question that I was faith- faced with was like, there's never going to be a right time to do any of the things you want to do. Mm. So when are you going to do them? Mm. Right. And I feel like in this week I had a moment where I was just like, all right, I'm just going to do or try to pursue everything that I want. And I did. And I feel like. Just getting it, it's I'm speaking in cryptic terms, but like I was shown signs today that like my leaps of faith or like my small mustard seeds of faith are starting to move these mountains in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm so filled with gratitude. My circumstance didn't have proof that things were gonna work out. My circumstance actually said, like, uh-uh, you're about to get into some to some bullshit, right? And like there's still a little like you know, anxiety that builds up sometimes, but I'm just like, things are going to work out. Just keep moving. Keep your hands busy. Keep doing your work. Keep keeping your focus. Yeah. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Positive affirmation. I'm grateful. Even through the test and the trials, you got to keep telling yourself that, oh, mm-hmm. it's fine. And I just keep Everything telling myself, like, I'm, I was not born to be played. God is not going to play me. I know that's right. I stole that from Dr. Kia. Shout out to Dr. Kia. But like, Why does that name sound familiar? Dr. Kia from um, Getting Grown Podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yes, yes. But God is really not about to sit, have me out here and play me. Like, I literally not make it to this stage in life to mm. be played and to look stupid. So I need to just, like, do what it do. Do what the fuck it do. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. And sometimes you just be it. falling into praise because of it. And that's all I have to say. I'm grateful. Come on for grace. Mm. Or being grateful. Mm. So what are we talking about? So for tonight, I wanted to talk about defining self-purpose. You ever have someone ask you, who are you? And you respond, like, bitch, Eric. You know, whatever your name is, like, you respond like, this is who I'm in. But then they ask you again, no, 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 no. Who are you? What would your response be? 
So this is funny because this that question was actually on Getting Grown. <laughs> was it? It was. Okay. It was. Maybe we were both watching Ayala. Ayala, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I guess I so. Need to catch up. Y'all know I'm behind. Okay. <laughs> you behind on Ayala? Um, that don't sound right. I have work to do. Okay, per my check in. <laughs> I have work to do. Um. But I've been thinking about that, and I, I don't want to, like, jock off Iyanla style, but when she said, I'm a servant, I don't know, am I a servant, girl? You could be. I mean, are you? In what ways mm. would you be? A, well, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. We'll get mm-hmm. to that, because I actually, we're going to go through an exercise yeah. of defining our purpose, but... I wanted to know if you had like a response there because well, per I my didn't. mantra, I, I say I am P. Ryan. I'm a child of the king. Therefore, the king lives in me. I am royalty. Yes, yes. Okay, and will therefore act accordingly, demanding the best and not settling for less. Yes, acting in love, being as gentle as doves, is this a and as wise as serpents. Mm-mm, it's my own mantra. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you. Mm. It's my mantra. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mine. Mm. Yeah, mm. and minding my business because that's where I be at. Okay. So I'm royalty, okay? Being good to the people, but then also staying to myself. Come on. Like, that's, I, I love that because you really have thought about that and you. I tell it to myself every morning. You, yeah, it, it sounds like it because it, <laughs> it, it, it just rolled right off your tongue. That's why I was like, is that that's a poem? I, no, I start my day right before <laughs> I say my prayer, before I, I hit Dear Jesus. But that's what I say. I think the natural response to that. You know, like me, I, w- I would say my name. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, tr- full transparency, I wouldn't have a r- response like that. And it was really, um, you know, until I saw the episode, I was just like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, because what happened was she, I, I don't need to get into what, what was going on in the episode, but she she challenged someone else to just speak about. So she just asked her like, "Who are you?" Mm-hmm. Like I opened, you know, the opening question, "Who are you?" And she was just like stumbling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't stumble, but I wouldn't have an answer like I do now mm-hmm. because I was able to like I thought about that after I saw that episode, and I was like, "Hmm, I want to have a good answer. I want to have a better answer. I want to mm-hmm. feel confident and." Defining for myself who I am. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. So like, who is you? We'll get there. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I think, like I said, I challenged myself to think of think of think about the question and come up with a response. I think, you know, if you if you are getting hit with questions like this, then maybe you're being asked, and I'm talking to the listeners, you're being asked who are you in other ways. And I'm a testament to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it's also in how people engage you. So if you haven't had certain experiences to where you had to <laughs> stand firm in yourself in that way or think about it in that way mm-hmm. or if, if something didn't happen into your life that click, like, damn, like, this is who I am and I need to, you know, define that. So, and, and also I want to say, I think society also in many ways looks down on people who haven't figured this out. Mm. who haven't figured out who they are yet who haven't figured out who they who, what their purpose is at the same time you know i recognize that when we don't know our purpose sometimes we can op, you know we can really do some fucked up shit to other people mm. when you don't when this is not right right here mm. and you don't know who you are and you don't know what your purpose is you you may have a tendency to dip, dibble and dabble in bullshit 
that exerts your energy that you don't even need to be bothered in. Mm. Maybe even that shit got you taking you out of character or have you fighting and fussing and arguing. You know, whatever it is, you can't find peace in your life and you're trying to figure out, well, why? Like, what's going on? It could be because you haven't really sat down to think about who you are and what your purpose is. Because I feel like once you figure that out, it's hard for people to shake that. Yeah, and sometimes you don't have peace because you know your purpose, but you're not living in it. So, and that was actually my question to you. You know, what are some reasons that you feel that people are having a hard time tapping into what their purpose is? Mm. Other than you may not have the tools. Because let me just say this. I think some of us may fail at defining purpose Mm. and having that concrete I am statement like Ayala had on the episode, like you just had... Because you don't necessarily have the roadmap or the tools mm-hmm. to actually like make make it happen. I and wonder. I think sometimes you gotta hear a conversation, yeah. or you gotta be inspired by something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you saw to maybe spark something in you to like bring that up. But what what are some other reasons other than not having the tools that you think people falter and and they struggle with finding their purpose? Yeah, or maybe just don't tap into it. Yeah, maybe we're human, so I think like we're wired for ease. I think tapping into... Like your, being comfortable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, being comfortable. Um, I think tapping into your purpose or pursuing your purpose or even trying to figure out what your purpose is is not an easy feat. It's not an easy task. It might be easier to wallow in the mess that you're in. So, for example, can't speak about anybody else, so I'm just going to use myself, right? I just answered you and said, I am royalty, right? I am, I'm a child of the king, right? Mm-hmm. To really live in that purpose, there's a lot of bullshit that I have to cut off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is actually really difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to identify that purpose, to live in it, to really be about what I speak, yeah. right, is a challenge. And to your Some point- people are not up for that challenge. And to your point, when you recognize that you're not living your true best self, Mm -hmm. you become frustrated, easily irritable, or angered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Be, Or you allow yourself to, again, just be in some some bullshit, right? So you may not even be frustrated with it, but you recognize that it just doesn't feel good, right? But I feel like the frustration comes out of knowing that you know deep down inside that you don't have to be in this place. Mm. Mm, maybe. You know, maybe. going back to Return to Love, that book, um, Marianne Williamson, you know, would say all the time, like, we become most frustrated with ourselves when we know we're depriving ourselves of the love that we know we deserve. And I fucks with that. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we get pissed off and we take it out on other people. We want to make everybody else miserable. Quite possibly. Yeah. What I definitely feel is true is that a purpose statement or I am statement hardly has hardly ever has anything to do with all those external attributes that we pick up along the way. Degrees, Mm -hmm. homes, cars, Mm -hmm. eyewatches, shoes, all these things that we we collect and then course now with social media we can put them on full display mm. right to to kind of because we feel like that is what 
defines us. Or if you haven't figured out what your purpose is, you kind of attach yourself to all these things that you shouldn't. Yeah. And I think what it really comes down to is like what comes from the inside and having that true connection with your own soul. I think that is what a true I am purpose statement is about. That mm-hmm. that just that connection with yourself, with your soul. It don't have nothing else to do with what P. Ryan just said about who he is being a king. It don't have nothing to do with what you saw online on your friend's Instagram. It doesn't have anything to do with the video you liked, you know, of Beyonce last month. It all has to do with what is right on the inside. And to cancel all that outside noise, to hear that in that inner voice or to connect with that inner soul, um, I agree with you. That is really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. So, I wanted to create my own I statement. I wanted to have this purpose statement. I wanted to feel good and confident, just like Ayala did when she was in that in that episode. Like she smiled. Like it really. Like she said it. Her, she 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 kind of like sat up in her chair. Mm. You know, she she stuck her chest out. She raised her head. She smiled. Mm-hmm. She was so proud <laughs> of what she had come to at this point defining what her purpose is. Mm-hmm. And that really, I was like, wow, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. So I gathered my own tools to make this happen for myself. And I, so I remember getting some some lessons back in grad school about, you know, self-discovery, self-actualization. So I took this course with Dr. Davis. I said his name will come up again. I took this course with Dr. Davis called um, Intro to Student Affairs. Mm-hmm. And he... One evening, we had a guest speaker come to the to the classroom. His name was Jason Pazone. And Jason really, he gave a great presentation about defining your purpose. And he provided a roadmap that I thought was, like, really cool. So I wanted to share that with you. Jason said, that what you love, and I'm going to put emphasis on the things that we're going to return to, that what you love, that which the world needs, that which you can be paid for, and that which you are good at directly translates into your passion, your mission, your vocation, and your profession. Mm -hmm. This guides you and helps you define your purpose. So I wanted to try it out. Let's go through it. Sure. We're going to go one by one. And I'm going to take some notes because... I'm going to state what my updated I statement is, and you're going to state what yours is once we go through this exercise. And hopefully the people listening will enjoy this, and maybe they'll do it too. Okay. What do you love? What's the first thing that comes to mind? What does P. Ryan love? Wow. <laughs> Initially, I would say music. Okay. Initially, that's a key word. Yeah. I think I want to go with that. But as, well, as I begin to like think about what I do when I do music, right? Especially in, like, the last couple times that, like, I have performed. Yeah. I'm not really just singing. I'm telling stories. Like, I'm storytelling. So, okay. I think we'll get to that. Let's unlock it one part at a time. Okay. So can we go with music for your love? Unless you definitely want to have... Only because I feel like the Mm. next 
three mm-hmm. may unlock some of these things. That's all. That's the only reason. Why can I'm we put that. like a dash in between the two? We sure can. Or like a uh, a slash. Yeah. So music slash storytelling. And I mean, if that's a true love, and you know, like he said, a passion, then let's include both. So music and storytelling. All right. Let's move on. Or should I go? Should I say mine? Yeah. While we so okay. So for me, my love was tennis. Okay. Okay. What do you have that the world needs? What do you have in here that the world so desperately needs? And you know it. Authenticity. Okay. Slash transparency. Okay. 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 Put those on two ends and then put like little arrows going each way. Okay. Both. Both. Together. At the same damn time. Mm -hmm. Authenticity and transparency. Mm -hmm. Cool. For me, what do I have that the world needs? I said that it's. Let me see. What did I say? <laughs> it's in your spirit. Right. It is. Pull it out. It's in my spirit. Okay. What do I have that the world needs? I think it's 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 just me. Okay. My persona really. Folks just enjoy being around me because I'm cool, calm, and collected. Yes, talk your shit. Okay? I'm going to talk my <laughs> shit right now. Cool, calm, and collected persona. Folks enjoy being around that. I feel like, what else does the world need that I have? I'm naturally a nurturer, but I'm a fighter at the same time. Mm. I have the ability to bring people together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, ha- I've weathered so many storms in my life that I can relate to so many people. Which is why I started the support group, which, by the way, has just been such a great experience. And I love spending time with them. Mm. So I feel like that's what I have that the world needs. Cool? Julio. Okay. You want to refill? Oh, I'm You're good. definitely empty. I am empty, but, you know, I'm full. All right. Think mm-hmm. on that. I'm... All right. Mm-hmm. What do you have? That you can be paid for. What skills do you have right now that you can literally be paid for Child, today? From that question, I was going to say my time and energy, but you just said skills. Because yes, this is the vocation question. Mm-hmm. So what well, skills looking do you at have? my skill as like, well, looking at my profession as a mental health professional, I'm giving you my time and my energy by doing what? What are you doing? Sitting back. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell what you like? Guiding, listening, guiding, providing skills. <laughs> okay. Okay. So for me, what do I have that I can be paid for? I feel like I've watched Dad enough growing up to where I picked up some mechanical skills. Mm-hmm. So I can do a few things on your car. Does it have to be a skill? Yeah. In this sense of a question, yes. And you'll see how everything kind of comes together. But okay. And honestly, this was one that I really had to kind of think about. Okay. Okay. I had to really I had to really think about this one because, you know, to be honest, I mean, I'll give you my response, but I really don't have a vocation. <laughs> but my, when I thought about this, I said, okay, I watched my dad enough growing up to where I picked up a few mechanical skills. I could turn a wrench or two. I can give good massages, even though I don't have a license to do it. Mm-hmm. I can. I, I. I got you. Okay. I feel that I am also just naturally a life coach. Okay. I can be paid for that. 
That's all I had. Well, put down questioning for me, okay? Because okay. I be asking questions. You can get okay. You're good. You're good at questioning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And questioning it's existence, people's nerves, Rihanna. But it's worth a coin. Okay. Okay. So that's that's it. So let's let's sum all this up and come up with a self affirming statement of purpose. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah, because I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Here is my. I am statement. And remember, for me, it was tennis. It was Concool Collected, being compassionate, being able to bring people together. Um, vocational skills, I had a few. Um, like, you know, massaging and uh, <laughs> no happy endings. Uh, you know, some mechanical skills. Everything really to do with my hands. And, oh, wait, I forgot one. Okay, what are you... What are you good at? Was questioning for you, right? No, questioning was in the vocation. Oh, not guiding, listening, providing? Providing skills. But no, in all of that, it's like questioning. Because questioning leads to guiding. Gotcha. Question, I'm listening so I can ask some questions. And I provide skills after I did my questioning. So questioning is the main thing. Gotcha. All right. And so the last question is, what are you good at? And this is, this is from a professional standpoint. Mm. What can you be hired for? What can you do? What are you good at? What am I good at? And let me just do a quick recap. So far, I've asked you, what do you love? Mm -hmm. That's your passion. Then I asked you, what do you have that the world needs? Mm -hmm. That's your mission. Then I asked you, what can you be paid for? That's the vocation question. And now we're at, what are you good at? This is a profession question. I'm good at a lot of things. I'm good at reading. I'm good at writing. I'm good at what? Scheduling. Like clients. I'm good at conceptualizing a, a human being based on their presentation, based on their interactions with the environment. I'm good at a lot of shit. Got you. Got you. And these are things that you can be hired for. Yeah. Got you. That'd be a whole job description. Got you. I'm good at consulting. Oh, let me okay. go back. Like, he ain't done, y'all. Okay, consulting. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Okay. If y'all looking for somebody to hire, what kind of consulting? Ooh, mental health consulting, sexual mm. health consulting, sexual liberation consulting. Come on, y'all. Y'all listening? Uh, intersectionality consulting. Okay. Even though my homie unit is much better than that than me at that, but hey, we ain't talking about him. Okay. We talking about you. That's fine. Shout out to New. That's but we talking about you. I guess I don't, I don't know where we're going with this. So I'm like. Well, okay. you know, the whole purpose of this is we're coming up with an I am statement. Okay. So all of these sections. Will be I ams. Are, are, we're going to bring them all together, together. to okay. come up with an I am statement. Okay. okay. Because your love, according to Jason, your love, what the world needs that you have, what you can be paid for and what you're good at. These are all things to help you define what your purpose is. Okay. So we just trying this out. Okay. So for me, what are what is it that you're good at? That question for me, so I said um, business analytics, mm-hmm. capturing and interpreting data, um, improving business processes, communication, editing, and speaking, and, and, and presenting. Okay. Those are the things that I said that I was good at okay. from a professional standpoint. All right? Sure. So when I summed all of this up, let me do a quick sum up. I love tennis. Um I was cool, calm, and collected, compassionate, and um, I could be paid for the things that I can do, like mechanically, 
massages, things like that. I'm good at business analytics, um, improving business processes, speaking and writing. When I summed everything up, this is what I came up with for my I am statement. I am an avid tennis player who feels most connected when I am active outdoors. Through life experiences, I'm naturally an inspiration and a healer to others. I am skilled with my hands and my mind as a creative. And finally, I'm a curator of information and am, and am best at process analysis and putting new thoughts and ideas into action, humble to the possibility of failure. Okay. Okay. How was that? That was nice. Okay. That was prepared. I didn't prepare mine, so I'm not going to say mine. All I got for you right now is I am a storyteller. No, let's go through. Let's go through all yours. Okay, your love, we did mine, so Mm -hmm. that's done. Let's go through, let's do yours now. Your love was music and storytelling. Sure. You have that you, what you have that the world needs is authenticity and transparency. Mm -hmm. What you can be paid for is guiding, listening, providing, providing skills, providing skills, and questioning. Skills being coping skills. Edit, providing skills and questioning, mm-hmm. right? And then lastly, what are you good at? Was reading, writing, scheduling, and conceptualizing conceptualizing people. Can I give a Can I give a stab at it, or do you want to? Or maybe you need to see it. Oh no, you can see it. Some all maybe that you up. should do it because I this ain't my activity. So I am try. a music storyteller, a storytelling musician. I'm a storytelling storytelling musician who connects with other people through authenticity and transparency. Through guiding, listening, and providing skills, through guiding, listening, and questioning, I provide skills that I can be paid for. That, Or through guiding, listening, and questioning, I can provide skills that then turns into income for me. Okay. I am a reader, a writer. I can... I have... A spirit of discernment that allows me to conceptualize people and consult them. I am the master healer. I am the Iana master Van teacher. Zandt. Boom. Okay. How did I, was that? A, did I sum you up? Okay? This that work for me. It sounded good. It's a version, mm-hmm. and that's the whole purpose of this exercise. That was just a version, right? That yeah. shit could change next week, next month, next year, mm-hmm. 10, 20 years from now. I think assessing what we love what we have that the world needs, what what we have that we can be paid for, and what we have that we're good at. Those four things. It might be worth just circling back around to that every now and then to come up with your I statement. Yeah. I, I statements mean, I change. I, I imagine they that. change, no? Probably. As, As you, you get older? Life, sure. You go from one job to the next, you go from you switch one career, go to another career. You know, you move from one state to another. Like Your eye may definitely be different. It'll yeah. change, maybe. Yeah. So, I think this was a great exercise. See, P. Ryan, you already had a great I am statement to start with. Um, and, and I love that. Yeah, because I was think this really... falls under, I'm a child of the king. First. Okay? Here we go. And everything else falls in line. Okay? So, you guys listening, this is just something for you to really this think about. Someone, the next time someone asks you who you are, mm-hmm. think about that. Here's a template. Here's a template. And what will you declare for yourself? Yes. Speak it with the fruit of your lips. <laughs> okay. Um, 
that was really my final thought. I want I want the listeners to try it out. Okay. And then well, email us it how it goes. Yeah. They fake. Or call us. <laughs> Do something. Yeah. We got all these ways. <laughs> okay. 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 And that is it. We are going to take a quick, short break, and we'll be back to close out the show. TTYL. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. What's up, y'all? Hey, guys, we're back. Yep. And it's that time, P. Ryan. Time for the hang up. No. Time for the hung up or hanging up. Okay? How are you feeling on this evening? Like, are you hung up? Are you hanging up? Oh, I thought you meant like, am are I you drunk? both okay. at the same damn time or drunk too? Um, I am. Is well, drunk? first of all, I'm a little bit of both. So, like, fuck the government for that um, trans ban that they put in place. Oh. Like, literally, oh God. suck my dick from the back. Okay, fuck thank the you. Just in general, for a whole um, bunch of shit that's going on right now. Very much so. Ugh. Um, especially. You know, I'm not even going to go into it, but I'm going to leave it. Be. I'm going to just leave it be. What? I am hung up. Wait, what? No, no. I'm just saying, like, this literally. What you mean? No, no. This is your show. Things put in place affect people. And because I work with certain people who are. Who they listen? eventually be affected by, like, the shutdown and things like that. Literally, like, fuck oh, everybody okay. who makes the rules. Okay? okay. So, I am hung up, though, on Candy Burris and Tamar Braxton. <laughs> If you guys watch Celebrity Big Brother, you absolutely know why. Okay, so it's a mess. Uh, the mess. one, the one moment that took me down was when them two white girls were just like, "So what's our final two nickname?" And Tamar was in the bed looking at. What? <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, she was looking at them. So Tamar had made an alliance with these two white girls, okay. right? To make it to the end. So, you know, they thinking they're going to be like a final three. Yeah. Tamar was in the bed, like, wrapped up in the covers. And the two white girls come in the room and didn't notice her. Are and you they're serious? like, so what's our final two last... <laughs> what's our final two nickname? She and was... Tamar... Wait. <laughs> wait. So, wait. You gotta... Give me the image. How was she covered? <laughs> Tamar... She had on a hoodie. It was gray. The bed sheets were gray. So she was blended in like a fucking chameleon. Okay. okay. And all you see her face like, 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 like what? Like, and she was like, oh, so y'all final too? Shocked them, but they shocked. Were they shocked that she was in the room? They were embarrassed. They were embarrassed. I love. Tamar Braxton. I really do. I didn't see the scene, but it, I'm not uh, going. That's just, that sound funny. Oh, shit. Wow. I love Tamar. Then Tamar got into it with Candy. She's out here bawling her eyes out that. in the confessional. Like, I did see that. And I, Housewives or Big Brother, why is Candy always eating? Every clip they have of her, she is stuffing her face. Candy is a lady after my own heart. I'm hung up <laughs> on them both. I love them so much. That's where them Georgia thighs and that Georgia uh, ass come from. Because okay. Candy got a nice body. Like, she is thick. Mm-hmm. Candy coated nice, child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? Cold, oh, my goodness. Coat and tied. <sighs> okay. They got a sex dungeon? Because I want to go. Candy and Todd are fine. But she don't got no cell service in that. Project. That's fine. I don't need it. And I will sign an NDA. Check my Instagram. It says it in my bio. Okay. Oh, Candy man. and Todd can take this lemon and make lemonade. Okay. <laughs> I can't take you. 
You good? I'm great. Oh my god. <laughs> I am hung up on Francis Tiafo. I hope I'm not butchering his last name. Tennis player from the United States, 21 years old. Just turned 21 a few weeks ago. Um, I missed the quarterfi- quarterfinal match that he played, so I caught up on some highlights on YouTube, and I was just like, wow. He played against Nadal, and what a game. Nadal has so much power, and you know he's very aggressive with the ball, especially when he's serving. TFO, those aces, bro, like, you was killing... Well, really, both of y'all were, like, killing it with the aces, but TFO, you you won entire points off of aces in the third... Well, I remember in the third set, you won an entire point off of just straight aces. So that was really dope. Um, along with a whole bunch of others, because she was just acing the whole game. So I'm hung up. He played a great game, and... I'm really admiring your backhand, sir. I'm trying to get mine like yours. So we should link up sometime. And shout out to his, he does like a LeBron impersonation after each win. And it's just hilarious. So I'm just hung up. He not only represents the United States, but he represents black tennis players. I'm here in the United States like myself. So I'm hung up. And I also just wanted to say I'm also hung up on the Netflix series Killer Mike trigger warning which is so it's such a cool show it's educational it's inspirational it's interesting and it's motivating yeah and shout out to marla from sex down south she was on episode two which one was episode two they made like a porno yo (laughs) the porn it was vocation Mm -hmm. this that episode he was all about you know we you know he met with these kids they had all these big dreams about becoming doctors becoming you know can't you know curing cancer and like all this other stuff becoming big musicians he shot all their dreams down and he was like that shit ain't gonna happen he was like do you know how to build a box do you know how to unclog your tub (laughs) if that shit gets unclogged like he hit them with all these questions and they were just kind of like no like that shit is not interesting like who wants to learn vocational skills who wants to learn hvac like that shit is just not interesting Mm -hmm. so he mixed it with porno he made like (laughs) porn and teaching these skills yes so i'm 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 hung up because it was just really i'm really looking forward to all the future episodes i think six or seven are posted right now and so far my favorites are not that not episode even not that episode even though that was a great episode I didn't even think about that, but um, the very first episode I believe is being black, where he had to totally live black everything for three days, so everything from what he ate to where he slept to his entertainment to how he got around his transportation it was all black owned and it really made for a great episode and it doesn't really pan out too well for him so <laughs> and the other episode that i really loved was new jesus he dismantles and tears down the white jesus face that we're all so used to seeing and grew up seeing Ooh. and replaces him with a black jesus <laughs> Listen, y'all, the episode really takes you somewhere that you don't even see it coming. It was such a great episode, and you guys have to check out Killer Mike Trigger Warning on Netflix. So I'm hung up on both. Okay. Yes. I just want to say, when you said that your first hung up played Nadal... He did. I first heard he played the duel, and I was like, which duel? That too. That too. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, me too? He came against the duel. Me too. (laughs) 
It only costs 99 cents, Beyonce. Shit. This has been another episode of the Hunga <laughs> Podcast. As always, chickens, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P. R. Y. N. And I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E D A N T E C O L E. E. Dante Cole. Yes. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. Yes. Listen, y'all. We really would love to hear from you guys more. We got a little ghetto Google number. It is not. What is ghetto? What does that mean? Oh. Okay. Okay. Free 99. (laughs) Call it. Yeah, because yeah. you call it and then you don't leave a message. I really feel like, but it might be Sally May looking for me. Yeah. Oh God. But anyway, y'all, call us for your free reading. Yes, yes, Miss Cleo. We would love to hear from you. Hit us, hit the call button on Insta. Otherwise, continue sending your love, your emails, your feedback on the episodes to hunguppod at gmail Yes, and thank you guys so much for your readings and reviews. Keep them coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you can find a man to make you feel like the dwarf. You gonna take a bubble bath. A bubble bath. Yes. Come on, Connie. Yes, Connie. Where you at, Connie? We haven't said her name in weeks. Shout out to Netflix. I Hi. love that episode when she was with the Oops. little girl. Yeah. And she was just like, my girl gotta act up. <laughs> okay, she in this local ass pharmacy. <laughs> And she's going to just steal shit she's never going to (laughs) use. Fuck what y'all think. We out, (laughs) y'all.